You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. I'm back. Cody's back. We're back. Locked on podcast. I'm back. I never left. Well, that's true. Well, it's another day. <laughs> We're back for another episode. Um, Texas Talk, Locked on Texas podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network, where you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. Also, whenever you are in your car. Just tell your smartphone, play Locked On Texas Podcast, and we're going to go ahead and get that playing. Smartphones are the future. Speaking of the future, today's show, we got to talk about what Bill O'Brien thinks about this upcoming draft while he's assessing the needs of the Texans, Cody. Um, what else do we have on the... We got uh, definitely got some Texans news. Uh, we also going to take a look at the preseason schedule that was released today. Yes, yes. And why we really shouldn't get hype about playing and practicing with one team because we're not really going to see that guy play. Um, and, of course, we're going to get you guys updated with what's been going on. The, the best thing... The best news, rather. It's not really news. I just want to touch on this. If you guys don't know, Antonio Brown has been going on this true diva run. <laughs> you know, he forced his way out of out of uh, Pittsburgh. And personally, I was happy for him. He played his cards his way, and he got out. That was fine. That's fun. Went to Oakland. And now it just seems like, okay, you're doing too much, A.B. So he went off on Juju Smith for no reason, by the way. Mm -hmm. Juju was not even close to being by Antonio Brown. Some guy tweeted Antonio Brown back about Juju Smith being an MVP because technically Juju Smith had a, a better year catch Reception and yard-wise, Antonio Brown still had 15 touchdowns to mm -hmm. Juju 7. But um, he posted a picture towards Antonio Brown. And Antonio Brown responded in the Antonio Brown way. Said the boy fumbled. Talked about him bad. Then he went on and posted a DM from back in the day when Juju Smith reached out. Here's what I loved about this whole situation. <laughs> Wait, before you say that, I really do believe that Juju Smith is going to have a breakout season. I, I can see it. He's going to have to adjust to getting constant double teams. But what I love about this, the Texans got themselves a dog. <laughs> minding his own business. Everybody's minding their own business. Here comes Justin Reed and what he says, I can't wait to smash this dude in regards to Antonio Brown talking how he was talking out of line. I just think that's something the NFL needs more actual drama. We've seen a lot of drama this offseason period, right? Oh, yeah, most and definitely. When you look at what the NFL has to compete with, when you look at the football sport, they only have to compete with the NCAA because the AAF is no longer 
around. They dissolved that. Mm-hmm. It was a bunch of mess. Um, so they only have to compete with college. And the reason why you go to college is kind of like your G League in a sense. Your next step is the NFL, work to get on practice teams, or you become a first-round draft pick, second, third, fourth, sixth, whatever. Um, but they need a little bit more drama. It's been a drama-filled offseason. Because of Antonio Brown for, for him. Uh, for, and Le'Veon. Don't and, and Le'Veon. And, and what's going to happen? What's going on with the Giants? They trade Odell off. So, in in the parity, you only have to compete with NBA when you come to, when you look at the popular, it's only basketball and football, NFL, NBA, because major leagues is going to stay in major leagues. They have players that are transcending it in a sense, but it's going to be the MLB for a while. I like this. Let's get some parity. Let's get some drama. Let's let's make this TNT. You will like the drama. So, I love to see that. And the uh, Texans and the Raiders do play this year. Mm. So, that is going to be a game marked on my calendar. And I honestly believe Justin Reed is going to really try to smash this dude. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very fun. It's going to be real fun. Speaking of fun, we got the Bulls on parade with a party twist. When we come back, let's look at what Bill O'Brien had to say about this up coming draft and what they are looking for. I liked it. I loved it. When we come back, we'll dive into that. Welcome back, everybody. So just to go ahead and dive right into the comments uh, of Bill O'Brien, we know what's going on with the Texans. The cat's been out the bag. We've been covering and discussing about the draft for the last couple months now, especially since we've been able to take over as a new host of Locked on Texans. Uh, and I was reading John McClain's article from the Cron. I love reading his work. They had a chance to catch up with Bill O'Brien to discuss what they are going to do with the 23rd pick. This has been like the first time we've able to really hear from Bill O'Brien as to what he's looking for. And what he came out and said, basically, there's no side more important than the other side. The left side is not more important than the right because the defenses has legitimate pass rushers at both ends. He went on to say, obviously, the left side for a right-handed quarterback like Deshaun Watson, you're protecting his blind side. Both sides are going to have to block for great players. There's no pick and choose. We have to stick with left side. We're not. Uh, we're opposed to going right tackle. We're only going to go with left tackle because at this point, if you look at the available left tackle for the Texans by the time that they draft, uh, we haven't heard anything about a trade-up rumor yet. So presumably we're going to go with they're going to stick at the 23rd pick. The best next available left tackle would be uh, Greg Little out of Ole Miss. I've been really big on kind of staying away from him because he has so many concerns compared to what he can bring to the field immediately. And I think the Texans are in a, we need to get the best right now for right now. So I don't know how long they want to wait on Greg Little to get that. But just reviewing what he said, um, he's not picky. And I like that. The reason why I like that is because to me, what I hear is we're going to go with the best available at that point, at that pick. Um, there's no side more important than the other. Cody, uh, listeners, this is the first time we've actually been able to hear a true assessment of what they're going to be aiming for. There's been talks and rumors of Greedy Williams or going with uh, Byron Murphy out of Washington, the cornerback that the first pick uh, with the 23rd pick. But O'Brien likes his offensive lineman to be versatile. He's on record for saying that. 
one of the most versatile linemen in this draft. I think if you look at what they're going to be able to take at 23rd is Dalton Reisner. Cody Ford from Oklahoma is very versatile. Reisner is a guy that played center, played guard, played right tackle. So any position from center on right, Reisner has played. He's a two-time All-Big 12 lineman of the year. Um, and he wants to have at least one tackle to play both sides. Guard should be interchangeable. The back of center may also be able to play guard. So these are some of the things that they're going to be continuing to look at and assess all the way up until draft night, unless they get a, a trade-up or something like that. And I'm glad that you mentioned a trade-up. John, I'm telling you, like I mentioned in my show on yesterday, as aggressive as they was when the Texans selected Deshaun Watson two years ago, they need to be this aggressive this year in trying to get one of the best offensive tackles in this year's draft. If they can trade up and get somewhere between the 12th and the 15th pick, they should select Jonah Williams. Why? What did you say that Bill O'Brien needed when it comes to selecting the offensive tackle? Versatility. Uh, and it, he wants them to be versatile. He went on and say, want to see how strong these guys are uh, and to be able to play uh, different positions on an offensive line. And I'm glad you say versatility. Jonah Williams is the most one of the most versatile players in this draft. Throughout his career at Alabama, 44 straight starts, 29 at left tackle, 15 at right tackle. That lets you know right off the bat he's Basically good at either or. But what makes matters even better with Williams, 29 starts at left tackle. Therefore, he's already a proven fact that he can protect a right-handed quarterback, which is Deshaun Watson. I'm telling you right now, Jonah Williams, they need to be aggressive, draft up, and select this guy. One thing I like about what Bill O'Brien said is they're really, really doing a good job in assessing what they have already to prepare them for what they're going to do when the draft comes up. As we've talked about it before, offseason, not mandatory, but voluntary workout programs, that kicks off on the 15th next Monday. So you're going to have guys that are going to be able to compete. Um, And the biggest thing about the Texans is you have competition at the other side of the ball. You have a JJY, you have a Clowney, you have players that can put some pressure on your offensive lineman to see what areas that are really, really weak and some of the areas that are not as strong because I don't think they have a strength area on that on the offensive line just yet. So they're going to be able to get those guys in on our offseason programs, which, like I said, starts on the 15th, trying to get those guys enough reps to uh, be able to really assess what they have on the roster. He went on to continue to say that uh, he wants to have our offensive linemen that be strong, knowledgeable of what he's looking for, and he's comparing and, contrast, con- co- comparing and contrasting with the linemen that they're going to look at in college, is they're going to be able to transcend over to the Houston Texans in NFL, period. In college, most guys, and this is a quote from Bill O'Brien, in college, most of these guys, speaking of the linemen, are great, are in these great offenses, but they're in a two-point stances. I've been critical of that for a very long time. I want to stop to say that. A lot of these offensive linemen that are being drafted really high, need time to adjust to the NFL because my question to them is, when was the last time you put your hand in the dirt? Mm -hmm. And that's a huge adjustment. They're not in three-point stances. They're not doing a whole lot of run blocking. Some of those schools are throwing 60, 70 times per game, so their linemen are backpedaling. Now you got to train the guy how to run block because they're not able to run the football. That goes into a lot. Then they go from blocking who they blocked in college, and on the first day of training camp, guess what they have to block? 
J.J. Watt, Jadavian Clowney, and Whitney, Whitney Merciless. That's that's a quote from Bill O'Brien. So that's huge. I think the Texans are in a good position with assessing what they need to do because once you get into camp and get into practice, you got to go up against these guys. Looking at what you want, do you want somebody who's going to be versatile who can play every position or multiple positions? Not every, but multiple. Yes, he already said that. Then they're going to look at, okay, what else do you bring to the table? Have you been in a three-point stance? When's the last time you did a three-point stance? What does your school do? Do they put you up to be successful in because you're in a great offense like a Cody Ford with Oklahoma, with Lincoln Riley, and with the offense he can do? A lot of those schemes are set up for you to succeed, and you don't see a lot of those matchups, one-on-one matchups, because of how your offense is schemed. I'm excited for what they're going to do for this upcoming draft. They can't miss it. They got to get it right. And if he's really looking at versatility, if you want to trade up, that's a big trade up to drop from 23rd to 15. You're going to have to give up more than their first round pick. Of course, um, you're going to have to give up a couple later round picks to go get a Jonah, uh, a Jonah Williams. I like Dalton rising, a guy who's played every position on the right side from the center on out. They are going to do what they can to assess what they need. And if I know the Texans, like I know the Texans outside of, uh, going to get Deshaun Watson, and if when they drafted drafted Dwayne Brown very high uh, a few years back when he was you know Dwayne Brown of Dwayne Brown out of Virginia, then Virginia Tech then they're going to stay at twenty third. And with that being said, that is a front office that knows how to truly, truly assess and evaluate talent. So I have faith in them that they'll do the right thing at the 23rd pick. I don't believe that they'll trade up. When we come back, we definitely have to talk about uh, the preseason news that dropped today. Mm-hmm. The preseason season teams that the Texans are going to play, that dropped. Came out earlier today. The dates and times will be released later on at a later date. Couldn't give everything. Uh, couldn't give us everything at one point. NFL, come on. We're in a <laughs> social media era. We're going to find out regardless. It's going to leak. The news is going to leak. Uh, later on this week, we should be having a draft expert come onto the show. We're going to talk about what the Texans should do in every round. All seven? All seven. We only have uh, seven or six picks. I can't remember the exact number of picks, but uh, we're going to at least look at the first four rounds, what the Texans should do. Those are very important rounds. So when we come back, let's dive into this. More preseason news and why we shouldn't really get as excited as some people may when we look at a team in the NFC that we're going to play in the preseason. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back. Welcome back. The Houston Texans announced their opponents for the 2019 preseason. The exact dates and times will be released at a later date. They will also hold a joint practice with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, for their week one matchup. Following the week one matchup, you're going to see the Detroit Lions, of course, the Dallas Cowboys in week three, which that should be fun because that's when a lot of the starters get a lot of playing time. Well, more playing time, not a lot. And those hungry, really desperate to make the team guys really take their time out and show out to solidify themselves as a Texan. And then week four against the NCF, I'm sorry, NFC champions, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, don't get excited for the Green Bay Packers. We're not going to see Aaron Rodgers at all. 
I don't think so. You may get a glimpse of him because he did something that went viral in the joint practice, a rollout, scrimmage, throw. He's like the king of those, but I definitely don't see us actually playing him in week one of the preseason game. This will be the first time the Texans and Packers have faced off in the preseason in team history. They have met four times in regular season before. One of those were in a snow game. So that'll be fun. Hopefully, if we're going to be out there in uh, Wisconsin, Green Bay, it won't snow, of course, but that'll be uh, a very exciting joint practice. It's always good to see like quarterbacks of of older age like an Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and a younger quarterback like a Deshaun Watson kind of feed off one another, battle it out. You're right, but I mean it's the first preseason game. Yeah, I mean, so nobody, how, nobody really, how much of that battle are we gonna see? I, Maybe five minutes. I don't even think we will see Aaron Rodgers that game. And we not might necessarily not even see Watson just, that game. Not necessarily just play. I don't think we're even gonna get a glimpse of him. He may be at the house. At the house chilling. Just chilling. Chilling with Magic Johnson. Oh, you man. know, Magic got a lot of time on his hands. Magic now. does have a lot of time <laughs> on his hands right now. But um, so that's the Texans news. You know, we dived into what Eric Reed, I'm sorry, Justin Reed, Justin Reed had to say, which I can't wait for that possibility to him to smash on Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. Um, and the draft, a couple weeks away. Still looking into that, you guys. I When we get this show up, listen, I want to hear what you guys think about the later round drafts. What should be the... Projected player or position, rather, uh, the Texans should look at. I know I've seen a lot of mock drafts or just uh, from listeners or Texans fans, period, that believes the first couple picks should be offensive linemen. The good thing about the second round is the picks are back-to-back. So you can get a guy that's that's higher on your list and then go right back and get a guy mm-hmm. that's still higher on your list. Mm-hmm. Is just maybe the priority who knows? So that's the good thing about the the second round for the Texans. And then the third round is always where you can go grab mysterious talent, you know, that maybe had off the field issues or just didn't perform like the other players that went rounds ahead of him. So, And I also like that because um, in my eyes, the second round is by far the most important round of of the NFL draft. Oh, by far. The first round, of course, everyone knows that's the most talented but the second round is can make or break your 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 draft. So, man, I'm 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 really glad the Texans back to back picks are huge, man. Picks that is very huge. I personally do feel one of those picks at least they should do something to improve their second their secondary. Yeah, losing Definitely Kareem would. Jackson and Honey Badger. Honey, Honey Badger. Andre Howe retires. We got Roby. We got Tayshawn, but at the end of the day, the Texans need to do something to improve that secondary. Oh, of course. Uh, I definitely think Julian Love is a guy that Texans should target at corner. Man, that boy can really ball. He, he has a great step on the ball. He, he, he can really jump a route, make plays. He's a good tackler. So um, those are some of the things that we have to really look at. And if you are big on getting that protection, those first couple picks in round one and round two – you can go lineman, and then at the third pick in the second round, the second pick of the second round, but your third pick, you can go with a cornerback. Um, last but not least, the Colts wire, they are talking some hot mess. <laughs> They're projecting themselves as the early favorites to win the AFC South this year. 
They came in second last year, made the wild card game. The Texans actually won the division, went 11 to 5. I'm all for, hey, it's too early for all of this. I hate those two early predictions, which I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna do it at some point of the show. Um, but it's way too early. We it's, haven't even had the draft yet. early, but I do believe the AFC South is going to be the most entertaining division in this upcoming season. Oh yeah, we look at Jacksonville, Jacksonville got with Nick, Nick Foles. Foles. Um, Indy just had a big year. Andrew Luck's first healthy year in a while, and we was able to see what they was able to do with the likes of Quentin Nelson and the talent that they have now. The Texans are going to have to bounce back. And don't forget about Tennessee, who also oh could have made the wild card game uh, if, if they would have closed their stretch out a little bit better than what they did. So I wouldn't be surprised at, a, a, like you said, a very entertaining AFC South, mm-hmm. and um, the, the, the banner may hang. Who knows? It's a, it's a, it's a crapshoot right now. It could be anybody. It's a toss-up. So that is an early prediction for me. Mm-hmm. Those are like the few early predictions that I have. I like to wait until the draft, Cody, uh, to do any type of early predictions. I like to wait until preseason. Preseason. Well, preseason is a good time. I think the biggest thing about the draft and um, not only the draft, but mini camps and going through reps and seeing how people are going to be healthy, adjustments to from college to the pros and chemistry. So that's going to be a huge thing. Um for the Texans and every team, all 32 teams, but the draft has to come first before I give any early prediction. This is the Bulls on Parade with a party twist. Cody, we're out. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, guys. And like I said, we're definitely going to bring in uh, – we're, we're targeting to bring in a, a draft expert this week so we can discuss mock drafts, what the Texans should do, won't do, will do, who knows. We don't know yet. We really haven't had a clear understanding of what they're going to do at that pick yet. We just know it's going to be offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Until next time, you guys that are listening to this on the way to work, on the way to pick up your kids from school, drop off your kids from school, it doesn't matter. Whenever you get into your car, just tell your smart your smartphone, play Locked On Texas Podcast, and subscribe to the Locked On Podcast Network, period. You can find that on Twitter at Locked On Podcast Network and the Facebook page, and then go a little bit further the Locked On Texans podcast, which you can find that at Locked On Texans on Twitter, the Facebook page, and Google Apple podcast, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. You guys be safe. This is Texas Talk. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.